Hey, 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 you guys. I am so glad to have a special guest with us, Mr. Ryan Daniel. He was born in Massachusetts and he was raised in Arkansas. Ryan Daniel knows how to connect with his audience. Ryan credits Gart Books as his major influence. And Daniel makes every fan feel like they are the most important person there. Ryan served as a member in the United States Air Force for almost 10 years. And during this time, he was selected to join an elite music touring group, Tops in Blue. Ryan toured 20 countries, entertaining an estimated 250,000 troops and civilians alike. And doing this tour, he met his producer, Barry Best. Together, they created his debut album, Love, Life, and Memories. And in 2013, Ryan toured under the sponsorship of the Air Force Entertainment, where he spent the holidays performing for the troops overseas. Ryan promoted Love, Life, and Memories and raised the morale from Texas all the way to Afghanistan. Ryan has toured with the likes of Trace Atkins, Restless Heart, Lee Greenwood, Thompson Square, Three Doors Down, David Cook. I mean, the list goes on. There's so many of them, you guys, that he's had an opportunity to tour with. And together again with Barry Best, he co-produced his second album, Back for More, which was released on April 6, 2018. It was sold out, you guys, on Amazon the very first day. Ryan's new single, Camo, produced by part of the iconic group Three Doors Down, which is one of my favorite groups, is in rotation on country radio nationwide. And within five weeks, Camo became being released, I'm sorry, you guys, generated over 100,000 streams and climbed into the top 15 on the charts. Ryan received his gold plaque for over 500,000 streams on Spotify. Ryan has been inducted into the Indie Music Hall of Fame. He is an 18-time Indie Music Award winner, a seven-time Radio Music Award winner to include 2021's Best Country Record Home, Best Country Song, Gonna Take a Few, and Best Country Songwriter, You Ain't Ready for This. Ryan was also given the U.S. Air Force Veteran in Blue Award. Ryan just finished his third studio album titled you ain't ready for this. For this album, Ryan teamed up with the iconic rock group Three Doors Down to reduce this project. And You Ain't Ready for This is an album full of energy and wall-to-wall sound. And it's out now on all streaming and downloadable platforms. And we're so honored to have you here, Ryan, on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here. Nah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me and uh, uh, make me... Uh... That list makes me sound maybe sound maybe a little pompous, I guess, but uh, it's 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 very cool. I'm proud of all the awards, and uh, it's definitely a team effort. So uh, even though I'm the one that receives a lot of those rewards, um, it's my band and my crew and my producers and the engineers and all the folks that 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 have a hand in it. So. And we're so glad to have you here, Ryan. One thing I'm so happy about is outside of the accolades, he's a great human being outside of just the music. And thank you, first of all, for your service for our country. We're just so grateful to have you here. And then also, you guys, Ryan is on the road. So um, just so you be aware, he's, he's out doing a lot of music. And we're so glad to have caught him on the road to be on the show. And this is a dream come true to be able to talk with you. Ah, man, you're, you're too kind. I, I appreciate it. Again, I apologize to all the listeners that, that I am on the road, 
so it's a little noisy, but um, kind of the uh, kind of the way it works. But uh, yeah, we're we're excited to be here. I say, I say, shoot, let's get them. <laughs> That's how I am too. I'm like, I, when anytime there's an opportunity, we just gonna make it work. And my listeners know there can be a hundred things going on in the world. We're gonna just still make it work anyway. And Ryan, hopefully, will be back in the future. To perform on space between so ryan don't get be nervous stressed out like i said if anything goes awry we're going to make sure we have you back and we'll we'll make it work for our listeners so I, i'm just glad that you're here absolutely i definitely want to come back perform for you guys okay so i got some questions for you ryan i'm just going to go straight into them if that's okay All right, let's do it all right so the first question i have is do you follow a specific formula when you're writing songs and who has been one of your biggest writing influences thus far in your career? All right, so two-part question. Um, I don't really have, like, a formula. Um, and, and every songwriter is going gonna, is gonna to have their own, you know, formula, their own way of writing. Uh, for me, um, I'm probably, uh, well, I guess, the spontaneous kind of writer, like, if I'm driving down the road in the, in the tour bus and I might think of a, a cool line in my head and I'll, I'll take it down as a note, um, you know, in my phone. Um, uh, and then when, we, when we're in the studio writing, um, I write with some of the best folks, man. I write with, with Chet, with Three Doors Down, and, and Greg, and, and Brandon, and, and uh, Brandon Blackburn, and... and uh, uh, these are guys in my band, uh, Adam Shea, uh, amazing songwriters. So we just kind of collaborate, and, and it, for us, it just kind of starts flowing. So um, one thing we usually never do is we never really, for us, we don't come up with a title first um, because then you're locked into something. So we kind of write a song and then let it create itself. We, we, we want the songs to speak to us as we're writing and kind of figure out where it goes and then usually that's when the title happens um so that's the songwriting formula um in the second part of your question uh remind me uh, as i ramble on was who has been one of your biggest writing influences thus oh yeah um Probably a couple for me. Uh, the late Kim Williams, who wrote pretty much every number one Garth Brooks ever had, and everyone that knows me knows I'm a I'm a Garth Brooks super fan. Uh, so him, um, probably uh, Cody Johnson. Uh, he's an amazing songwriter. Um, you know. He just, he writes from the heart. Uh, and probably, uh, believe it or not, uh, Chet Roberts. Um, he wrote a lot of stuff for Three Doors Down. He wrote and co-wrote some songs on my album. Uh, he's, an, he's an amazing songwriter to, to watch him write and how he how he does it. Uh, it. It's really something to see, you know what I mean? I love that. I mean... I love writers and for me, cause I write books um, as, and I think that's a way of me giving back as well outside of just counseling full time. 
And I love about being able to be creative. And I think like you mentioned earlier, I want to kind of go back to the, your initial response with saying as far as with songs, you don't sometimes have the title and then go from there. For me, I know the way my brain works. I have to do the title first for myself because if not, I'm going to be in a hundred different directions. And so I love that. That's what I love about creative people is that, especially with musicians, you may have 10 people in a studio and y'all have to kind of put all your minds together to kind of come up with one concept. And I think narrowing it down too much can sometimes um, stifle you as being a creative person. So I love that you answered it that way because I think that's what a lot of your hit songs like one of my favorite songs that you did, I love Camo, and I think it's a really great song. And I think that that's just an example of, you know, you being creative and then also being in a room with other creatives and creating something that's just amazing. So I think that's a great way of looking at it, just having different opinions and just narrowing it down once y'all discussed it and going through it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, in the music business, songwriting, you know, book writing, you know, there's, there's no right or wrong. You know, there's, there's definitely the old saying, there's more than one way to skin a cat, you know, kind of thing. And so um, everyone has their own way of, of doing it. You know, sometimes, uh, like a lot of times, Brandon uh, Blackbird, who, who co-wrote a lot of stuff on my new album with me, um, he's the guy that is very quick to come up with a hook very quickly. Um, and... And then the song kind of builds from that hook, and uh, so so there's just there's just so many ways to do it, um, and that's the great thing about the creative process. I agree. I feel like that's good, and when you trust someone as well that you can connect with to create that artistry, I think that's that's amazing. You you need to have people in your corner who you do trust who can create a sound that works for you. So that's I'm glad that you do have that. And like I said, I love new music. So we're going to definitely talk about that at the end to really promote your third album. Because I think it's important for people to know that Ryan is just a consummate professional, but he's always recording music. And I think that's a great thing that you've lasted this long in this career and, and doing something that you love to do for sure. Absolutely. So I kind of want to go back to early childhood, teen years. Um, do you know of anyone in your family that might have been musically or artistically talented where you've gained that influence or who were one of your musical influences outside of Garth Brooks? Oh, uh, hands down my grandfather. Um, I, I actually, when I was, my grandfather, uh, he served in the Air Force for eight years, but he was in the Air Force band. He was a drummer and then got out and, and played music, played drums, jazz, society swing all up and down New England uh, so the day he passed, you know, nine years ago. Um, so when I was a kid, uh, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be a rock star drummer, you know what I mean? I wanted to be a drummer. And so I started taking drum lessons for my grandfather when I was seven years old. So, um, you know, short answer, that's my musical influence for sure. But, um, and I still dabble in the drum thing. Uh, and then the, the, the vocal thing kind of came later. But but as far as influence and learning music and, and getting that fire to be in the music industry, that is definitely hands down my grandfather. That's great. And I, I love my grandpa. I wish he was still here. 
Um, I talk about him all the time on the podcast. I even brought him up on a recent podcast and it's going to be 19 years since he passed in a few weeks. And it just, I remember all the things that he gave, not only us, um, our family, but just what he gave the city of New Orleans and his time that he, when he was working, he worked at a place called Surgeon Waterboard, which was like a water and electric company. And he was one of the, he was actually the first African-American supervisor in that department who was able to kind of give a lot of opportunities for people of color. And so I just remember just coming from that type of lineage and what he gave for us and just me being able to pay it forward today as an adult. I always try to make him proud. And I know you probably doing the same thing for your grandpa, just every time people get to meet Ryan, they get to see him. And so that's the great thing that you had that connection with him. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think, I think it's cool. I think your story is very cool too. It, it, I, I always, you know, growing up, my grandpa, he was always the guy that would say, you know, keep making me proud. Uh, you know, my only, uh, uh, I don't want to say sadness or whatever, but you know, he never got to see me like do what I do now. Uh, but I believe that he looks down on me and I think he's proud of me. And, uh, and I, and I think it's cool. And I think your story is the same thing. You know, I think it's wonderful that that's what I love about music. There's no boundaries, you know, there's no, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, one of my favorite drummers of all time was Max Roach. And he was one of the very first African-American jazz drummers and he paved the way. And, and to me, I love that about music that there's no, color boundary there's no you know uh culture boundary you can i mean everyone's collaborating with everyone that's how it's supposed to be music is supposed to bring people together and and i think that that's what's so great as we move on you know obviously we still got a ton more work to do uh but i think we're definitely pointing in the right direction I agree. I feel like we we are the change that we want to see. And when we put in our minds how we want to perceive the world and how we treat other people, we need to treat ourselves correctly before even sitting in a room with someone else, expecting them to do anything different than what they've done. I feel like it's about who you are and what you present and how you want to be perceived. And also the legacies we leave behind when we pass. That way, when someone talks about you, they'll be able to say the right thing and not just something that sounds good. And so I always say it's important to just kind of live in your truth. Um, there's no limits to our our sky of where we can actually reach our goals. And we get to choose who we want to surround ourselves with and for how long and the impacts they give us and how we choose to persevere through our challenges, I think it makes us you know stronger individuals moving forward. 100%. Yep. So I got a really, this is a difficult question, but I think you'll be able to handle this one for me. So if you could choose any city to perform in that you haven't performed in yet, what city would you choose? And the second part of that question is how have you been affected since COVID-19? Uh, the city, uh, gosh, I'm, I might get the city wrong, but the, 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 the venue uh, is, is probably more for me. And I can't remember the name of what, what city it's in, but, my dream would be to perform at Red Rock. Uh, and I believe that's okay. in uh, Colorado. I think, where am I? Where, where's that at? I'm geographically challenged for all the listeners. 
Brian Daniel is geographically challenged, so don't judge me. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I get well, my Ryan. I'm the same way too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Red Rock is uh, is iconic, man. It's I, I mean, everybody from Rascal Flatts to Casey Donahue Band to just anybody who's anybody has played that place, and it's supposed to be um, such a such a great place, you know, Red Rock, uh, you know, Park and Amphitheater. Like I said, it, it's in Colorado, um, and uh, that that's the venue that is my bucket list. Like, yeah, I, I would love to be on the uh, you know on the Grand Ole Opry one time and all things, but like a city or a venue that like that's where I, I, I that's a bucket list for me. Um, now, uh, second part of the question: uh, How did COVID affect me? Wow. Well, I'm sure like everybody else, um, I used to be <laughs> Okay, Ryan, can you repeat that again for yeah, us? Sorry, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Sorry, my my uh, I thought I hit my phone where people could call me, but um, yeah. So COVID affected me like everybody else uh, in every industry, you know, whether it's music or restaurants or anybody else. So obviously, it's a little hurting, um, but that's that work ethic. And then you have to think about uh, at least for me, I'm speaking for me only. Um, uh, as an artist, I had to pivot. And then I had to choose and go, okay, am I going to sit here and do nothing and hopefully stay relevant? Or am I going to be crazy and record a single and then an album? And so I went the crazy route. And that's how we recorded Camo. And then from Camo, we were like, you know what? Let's record the album over COVID. And, and that's what I did. And it was the best choice I made best decision I made. Uh, Some call it lucky. Maybe I'm lucky and good and the right people, whatever people want to call it. But uh, so it affected me because we could be out touring, but I didn't let it affect me as being a relevant artist. I chose to to just dive all in. And, and, And it's something you know, along the lines that I tell younger artists all the time, I'm like, hey, you've got to work and you've got to not take no for an answer and, and you've got to not let moss grow under your feet. And sometimes you got to take chances and dive in with both feet. And COVID for me was one of them. I was like, yeah, I'm not making really any money right now. So let me dump a bunch of money into recording an album. Probably not the smartest move for a lot of people, uh, but it worked for me. But I think Ryan is sometimes stepping out on faith and your belief in yourself. And if you don't believe in what you're putting out there, it's going to be hard for anyone to buy it or for you to sell it. So I think like you saying, hey, I'm going to put all of my thoughts and my beliefs and my feelings into one project and then hope that, you know, we get some revenue from it. I mean, it obviously was a great move because we can see how well Camel has done and a lot of things have done for you, you know, last couple of years. You know, I think that just shows how strong-minded you are as a, as a singer, songwriter, 
and then also believing in your talent. Um, I feel like that goes into my next question, which goes into the audience. And how do you energize the audience, your fans, when you're performing? Can you kind of tell us what are some things you do to help keep them engaged? Well, I think for me, um, you know, I think, you know, what we talked about Garth Brooks, you know, being the ultimate entertainer, you know. And I think that that fans, you know, obviously, you know, I call mine super fans. Uh, always hashtagging that because they are. I think for them, what I try to do is understand that, you know, they paid money to come see me. They took time out of their schedule to come see us perform, which is absolutely humbling. Even after all this time, I'm still humbled and honored that that folks would would pay money to come watch me perform. And so I remember that at every show, and I use that as fuel, uh, for lack of better words, to uh, make sure that I'm on top of my game and to make sure that when I step out on that stage, you know, for that two hours, um, I'm going to give them every bit of what they came for and then some. And usually for me, if I'm giving that energy, the crowd is automatically going to give it back. And that's what's so great, at least about my band. They, they feel that energy. They feel, you know, whether it's an upbeat song or maybe I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve during a ballad. Um, I, I, I just, I think I'm very uh, kind of vulnerable on stage in both aspects. And I want, that's what makes me connect with my fans and the crowd and keeps them going and keeps them uh, alert and energized. And, and I make them part of the show. I don't, I don't always just cram song after song after song after song in a show. I talk, I laugh, I, 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 I sign an autograph. I'll, if I see a really cool uh, poster, I'll stop the show and, and, and call that fan up there with that poster and be like, this is cool, check us out. And I'll sign the poster. And I want to interact. I want them to, to leave my show and and at least say that they had a good time. Uh, hopefully it's one of the best shows they've seen. And I want them to come see me again. So um, that's what I do. I like that. I think, Ryan, that just shows how your fans can connect with your super fans because they know that they're going to have a part of you when they leave the actual show. And it's not just hearing you sing. It's like feeling like Ryan saw me. And I think a lot of times that's one thing I know when I went to concerts, I loved the interaction of being able to be close enough to touch the artists or close enough to talk to them, or even like the VIP um, meet and greets, like those things are so important. I know COVID has kind of made a lot of that a lot harder to do. Of course, with us physically distancing um, has made that a lot difficult. But I think the great part is that you're still able to interact through like Instagram or through, you know, people had Facebook lives and they were still able to still be in touch with the fans, even if they weren't physically there with them. So I feel like a lot of you guys, especially musicians, y'all are having to learn how to to just roll with the punches, which is a part of the music industry. If the mic goes out or, if, you know, if there's a wardrobe malfunction, you have to still keep pushing forward um, as a professional. So I think that's, that's great that you do allow that 
to help, you know, younger, maybe singers who are watching you or fans, they'll be able to understand how to be a professional. Exactly. And, and they got to remember too, it's something I tell, again, I talk to other artists, you know, um, what you see is what you get. And, and, uh, you know, I've, you know, I've made mistakes on stage plenty of times. I've forgotten the words to a song. I've, tripped over a, a, a wedge, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've had all those, all those things happen. And I think for me, I just grab the mic and laugh and, and I tell the fans and I, I tell the crowd and I go, well, sorry guys, I just messed up the words of that song. Let's try that again. You know, so it lets them know that, that, that I'm still a real person and, and usually they get a kick out of it. And, and, uh, so that's something that you know every artist i think is i would think it goes through i mean you all the way to guys like luke bryan who is uh and i love luke bryan i'm not talking trash about him because i love him but you know he, he's tripped many a times on stage and he laughs about it and, and the crowd laughs and it's part of it it's part of what happens and um we're 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 humans but all you do is pick the mic up and and go at it again, and, and uh, that's part of the fun. That's part of the live show. That is part of the realism of what makes, to me, what makes a great show is it's just real. It, there's no faking it. There's no, there's no nothing. It, you, you, what you see is what you get. I agree, and I, I love that with my show, things can happen, and I've had moments where I was like, oh, shoot, I wish that didn't happen, or something was going on someone else's inner mind but it's just like that's not real real is sometimes you're going to make mistakes as you said sometimes someone will call you you'll have maybe a baby in the background those things can happen i mean being on the road that's a part of life and so i don't hold anyone to a certain standard like we have to do this that and the other this is about two people talking sharing experiences and moving forward so yeah i love rolling with the punches when it, whenever something happens that maybe it's off kilter it just tells me hey I'm perfectly imperfect. I can keep pushing forward. And that's what I love about you. I feel like you are a real person who shares your emotion and you wear your heart on your sleeve, which is what people connect with, which is why your music has been so popular and people are, have followed you for so long. I think that just shows a testament to who you are as an individual. Well, I appreciate that. You're, you're again, you're too kind. And I'm just, I'm just grateful and blessed to be, Doing what I'm doing every day, and, and be able to wake up and and uh, you know, I live this dream. It's just amazing. It most definitely is amazing. So I have two more questions for you. The first one is, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you tell yourself? And you get to choose the age of what year you would like to tell your younger self that piece of advice. Um, that's a Great question. That's an amazing question. I've never been asked that. Um, man, I mean, I'd probably like to tell a couple of ages certain things <laughs> for me. Uh, you know, uh, when I was 18, I should have kept my butt in college. Uh, man, kids, stay in school, go to college. Uh, still do what, you know, what you live your dream, but uh, an education is important. No, um, I think um, I think what I would tell myself, this is such a great question, and I'm actually glad you asked it. I think I would tell my 
27-year-old self that the most important thing is not music. See, Ryan Daniel is what I do. It's not who I am. And I, it took me longer than it should to understand that that music is not the most important thing in my life and it should have been God and family and um, I didn't do that and I would go back and tell him to straighten his butt up and go see your family more often go visit my grandpa go visit my grandma my brothers my sisters I should have done that a lot more and I paid for it with, you know, my grandfather and, and, and my grandmother and a few folks in my life that, that I didn't make a priority because I felt like I had to make music the priority. And that's wrong uh, for me, at least. So I would definitely go back and tell my 27-year-old self that when I got this business to uh, make sure that it, it wasn't number one, that that uh that God's family should have been number one. Ryan, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I think a lot of people forget when they start to move up and succeed in their careers, like their roots, they forget how they cultivated those roots to become the seeds they planted to become who they are as adults. And I think that's just great news for anyone, even if there's someone in their seventies or eighties, that you don't want to get to the point where you stop living. Because I think a lot of times when people do get older and they've accomplished a lot. They're like, well, I just want to just do nothing for the rest of my life. But I feel like we still have a purpose. And sometimes it may be to help the younger generation or vice versa for the younger generation to get in touch with the older generation and, and learning from their mistakes or being able to hear their stories because that's how we can evolve and we can start to hopefully heal ourselves um, by being able to talk and, and sit in each other's experiences together. So. I think that's one thing I, I always go back to when I was 17, because that's when my life kind of really shifted in a negative direction and how a lot of things changed for me at that age. And I think it was just knowing that I'm going to survive it and I'm going to be stronger because of it. And I'll be able to hopefully change someone's life with my story. So that's what I would tell my 17 year old self. But I think like it's hard to pinpoint this one year because we each year we hopefully learn more about ourselves and we can grow. But I think there's always that pivotal point in our lives where it's like a crossroads and you have to choose, you know, how are you going to live or you're going to fall apart or will you actually, you know, learn to persevere in a different direction. So the last question. Yeah, I, I love that you said 27. I think 27 is a really great year um, when you think about it, because you're getting close to 30, but you're not there yet. And then you're trying to figure out where, where does your life look? In, in the next few years, what's going to be next for you? All right, Ryan, I got one more question for you. And yep. this one is, what's next for you? And how can our listeners find you online? Um, all right, what's next for me is um, we are we are kicking off our Y'all Ain't Ready for This Tour. Uh, new show. Wild show, uh, fun, energetic, crazy as usual, um, 
and we're super excited. The album, like you said earlier, is out on all platforms to download. Y'all check it out. Uh, it's, it's, I'm very proud of it. Uh, very, very, very proud of it. I mean, anytime you get to co-write over half the album, it's, it's amazing. Cause you're putting your, and that's, that's me in that album, you know, uh, and to be able to, to record the album with some of my best friends in the world is, is amazing. So, uh, you guys check that out everywhere. Uh, and as far as following me, uh, everyone can go to my website, uh, ryandanielmusic.com. You can follow me on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. Uh, you know, I, I encourage everybody to hit me up. Um, I do follow back. I do reply back. It might take a couple days sometimes to, to answer everybody. But I, I believe that I'm pretty good at uh, answering back my fans and, and interacting with them. So, um, you know, keep watching our tour dates. And if you want to see us somewhere, you know, feel, you know, post it. Hey, I want to, I want to see you in this city, and, and we'll see what we can do. Um, as far as the music, like I said, if we're everywhere, I want to take a moment to thank my fans for sure too, because you had mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, we, we got a gold, uh, three weeks ago, um, Chet and, and Brandon presented me with my platinum plaque. We went over a million. So that is a fan award for sure. Uh, to get a platinum record for a million streams is, is pretty cool to be a, a, what I call a true independent artist. I am not signed with a label, don't have a manager, don't have, don't come from rich money. I come from what's called work ethic. And, and to have my fans do that, I appreciate that. So uh, keep listening, keep downloading, keep streaming. And um, we can't wait to see you guys on the road. Congratulations, Ryan. I'm, I want to commend you for that. I think that your music is amazing. I'm so glad I stumbled upon your music actually a few months ago. And so I was thinking of when was I going to reach out to kind of figure out what we were going to do. And I'm glad that you were a part of the show. I have, have always loved new music and I love to find new music and new artists. And like I said, I did, you've been doing this for a while and touring the, the country for serving our country, first of all, and doing that, I'm just so grateful for you protecting us and, and doing something that most people wouldn't do. It's just to get out there and even sign your name on a list and say, this is something I, I feel inspired by. And we're just glad that you're here and sharing your voice and your message with our listeners. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Thank you so much, Ryan, for being on Black Canvas. I really appreciate you. Hey, thank you so much. It was an honor, and, and uh, let's keep in touch. And I would love to come back and uh, perform for you guys. And uh, and again, it's it's been a, it's been my honor. It was great to talk to you, and uh, hope I catch you on the road as well, man. I hope so too, Ryan. And I will definitely keep in contact with you. We'll set a date and time, hopefully in April or May. And I think it would be great to have you on Space Between. So thank you for being a guest here, and you stay safe and your family, and I will definitely keep in contact with you. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you later. All right. Bye, Ryan. Bye.
Oh, 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 oh,